peace. What's happening, good people? This gift here for Pay Us No Mind. And we're here with Jeff Ponchik from Repost Network. And we're getting into the acquisition uh, or slash partnership with SoundCloud and what it all means for everybody, man. You know, all of the artists that use Repost and the artists that use SoundCloud and monetizing through SoundCloud and everything like that, man. So... Jeff, tell me, man, what 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 what's your day like now, man? Are you like waking up in the morning, throwing on a bathing suit, putting on your your swimming cap, and no. jumping off a diving board into a, a a pool of money, man? You Scrooge McDucking it now, man? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, this is definitely not a situation where you know the company sold and and I'm walking and um, yeah, no, not at all. We're uh, you know, I'm excited to, to jump into it. I'm honestly working just as hard, if not, you know, harder than before <laughs> on Repost um, and just figuring out how to connect everything in, you know, how Repost is going to connect in with SoundCloud, how SoundCloud is going to connect in with us. And um, yeah, I mean, the outcome was good. Uh, you know, everyone on the team is staying and getting, you know, a, a little bump up. And, you know, I think everyone's excited about that. But by no means is it like chill on the beach and you know forget about it all. It's 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 time to work. So what kind of like uh, separated monetizing through Repost Network from monetizing through SoundCloud? Like when they announced that they were opening up monetization, what was the difference between going through you guys and going directly through SoundCloud? Sure. So um, there's a couple differences, right? So one is, uh, I believe SoundCloud allows, um, you know, at Repost, we're selective about who we choose to work with, right? We're still invite only. And, you know, for us, on top of the monetization comes, you know, advanced features, things like, um, you know, content takedowns. If anyone's stolen your music on SoundCloud, you want that taken down, you can flag that through us and we can issue takedowns for you. Um, you know, we uh, own a platform called SoundCloud Planner, which you can get more or less for free. If you're monetizing through us, um, you know, we have label services and marketing teams, um, you know, who make sure that once your content is monetized and on SoundCloud, you're getting reposted from other large SoundCloud channels and, and getting more plays, right? Um, going directly through SoundCloud, it's sort of just the monetization and you're kind of left to your own devices. Um, you know, for us, it's a bit more of a premium offering and, you know, there's added features and, and custom tools built on top of SoundCloud to help you get the most out of your audience. Now, of course, that's not to say, you know, one is better than the other, right? It kind of depends on, you know, where you're at as an artist or label or channel owner and kind of what you're hoping to get. Um, certainly through Repost, it's a little bit more expensive as we take a rev share. Um, through SoundCloud, you know, you, you see 100% of your royalties, but... Um, that's that's the question you got to ask yourself, right? Like, is the added tools and features and marketing to repost, you know, worth you know giving up a little bit um, of your royalties in exchange for you know building a larger audience and a wider following? If you feel like you can kind of handle those things yourself, then yeah, you know, going directly with SoundCloud is also a totally viable option. So um, yeah, it's just it's it's just uh, you know I think there's benefits to both sides and. Um, you know, it's important to kind of know what those are and, and weigh your different options. I mean, that's one thing that I, that I can say, right? 
not only separates you guys from SoundCloud, but separates you guys from a lot of other digital distributors. Because um, I'm not sure if you know, right, as a as a, a, a digital distribution owner, but as an artist and working with artists, you see a lot of times digital, digital distributors uh, have promotion as an option, but it's not really promotion, right? It's like, okay, well, we'll do Spotify playlist pitching, but... It's like, do they really pitch? Because it seems like they don't. You know what I'm saying? And right, they'll say right. stuff. Yeah, they'll have like things like uh, that, uh, like the the smart page thing with the multiple links. So it's not really like promotion, but Repost Network like has like actual promotion. You know, like SoundCloud Planner is almost like a repost ex- exchange where sure. if somebody, yeah, somebody has a certain following they can basically exchange followings with another SoundCloud user and they repost your stuff, you repost their stuff, and it's almost like a, uh, like a, um, a even exchange between you guys. You're exposing each other to each other's audiences. So it's like that. I've also seen you guys do things like uh, get uh, uh, sponsorship opportunities where sometimes sure. somebody will reach out to you. And I see the notification where it's like, hey, we're taking uh, app, not applications, but uh, I guess it's like applications because it's like people got to apply and stuff. But it's it's opportunities and it shows that you guys are always working and trying to find ways and things that can kind of add value as opposed to 100%. just kind of like sitting on whatever you make from the digital distribution aspect like you get your 30 percent or whatever and it's like hey you guys are on your own you know like that's not you know how you guys kind of operate yeah i mean i think you know in a lot of ways distribution has been commoditized a bit right like there's services like tunecore and DistroKid, where yeah you just pay a low fee and you get in stores and you get 100 percent of your royalties right if for us the way we see the world is yeah you need to you need to make it so that once the content hits the platform, right, it finds success, right? And that's how you justify your service offering. Yes, distribution is how, you know, you yeah, know, that's the business we are, but, you know, the what we need to provide to artists and labels is, you know, whether it's from a product standpoint or a marketing standpoint, um, ways to get a get ahead based on whatever nuances uh, may exist on said platform, right? And uh yeah, from the marketing standpoint, I think you're totally right. It's like a lot of a lot of distributors say, you know, oh, we do DSP marketing. You know, we'll get you in Spotify playlists. What that means is, you know, they're just putting a couple songs a week into a spreadsheet and sending it to Spotify and hoping that you know someone over there opens it and listens to it and, and playlists it, right? Like, we're trying to figure out how how do we build and operate our own brands on Spotify and SoundCloud and YouTube, right? How do we um, connect our artists and our client base into the larger influencers, right? Those are like independent playlists on say Spotify, making sure that those content are, you know, their content is uh, you know, getting into those playlists. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a nuanced approach and, you know, that's kind of why we've always been invite only, right. Is because, you know, you never want to scale too quickly and just accept everyone. And, you know, then all of a sudden you have this like diluted service offering that doesn't provide any value. And, um, yeah, you end up kind of in that sort of ethical dilemma. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, that, I, I think you're totally right. Um, a lot of different services out there. And, um, you know, I think especially when it comes down to the marketing, the label services, it's like, 
if you're ever trying to make the decision of who to work with, like what what are they going to be doing specifically for you, right? And um, you know that's something that we try to be pretty open about um, and try and 100% push the boundaries and be super scrappy and try and just bring as many opportunities to the table as we humanly can for our clients to justify, you know, the the revenue split that we take. So, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely the the better way to go. You know, I mean, just from the standpoint of like, you know, I got the channel and stuff, you know, and a lot of times I have artists reach out to me, you know, and they a lot of times will, you know, express a, a certain level of, uh, I guess, I would say not not anger, but but kind of below that. Right. Like, oh, why <laughs> these guys got to have like a, a threshold or whatever, you know, but yeah, it's like yeah. the thing that I tell them, I'm like, listen, man, at the end of the day, if there is no value in the music, right? If if you're not getting a certain number of streams, then there is really no money. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's no yeah. money for you and it's no money for the person who has to pay for the resources to get the release in stores and to maintain it and to do, you know, the financial calculations, which sure. is evident. And like uh, what's happening with STEM right now, right? Where STEM <laughs> yeah. was like free, we're just gonna take a percentage of what you make, and then you have all of these artists that go there because they don't want to pay or anything like that, and they already are scared to pay because the assumption is they're not gonna make any money off of their music. So that's why they're looking for something for free. So STEM and digital distributors that kind of operate like that be taking a percentage of nothing almost really, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And having to, having to front load all the resources. I mean, you know, I, I really like the people over at STEM. I think there's, you know, the people who are in that building, building that product, I, I think it's a really talented team, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's a zero in which you have a company that went out, they raised um, a lot of venture capital and they came in and they thought, you know, we'll operate off the venture capital and, undercut all the existing competitors out there from a rate and pricing standpoint. And, um, you know, I think we're starting to see, um, you know, the outcome of that strategy. Right. And maybe it's the right strategy. Maybe them saying, look, you know, we need, we want to focus a little bit more on our, you know, higher performing top tier, you know, creators and, you know, we're kind of figuring out where we are in the market. Maybe that's the right move for them. Um, you know, maybe it won't be, you know, I think, uh, I think time certainly will tell. Right. But I mean, I mean that's, but, I, but I think you're right. You know, like, you know, if you're an artist or label and you're seeking out distribution and you're, you know, you're going to be putting your content, i.e., you know, potentially your livelihood in the hands of that business. I mean, you want to make sure that that business is standing on, you know, fertile ground. Right. No one, no one likes to get kicked out um, and no one, you know, wants to have their content associated with something that, you know, might, you know, yeah, kick you out or not be around in a couple of years. Yeah, man. So let me right. ask you this, man. When SoundCloud first announced that they were stepping into digital distribution, did that concern you at all? Like, did you break a sweat? Like, oh, man, they kind of like <laughs> stepping into our territory. Um, Not really. No. Um, I mean, you know, for me, I knew it was coming. You know, you know, we got we recently got acquired by SoundCloud and, you know, um, we'd been talking to them and we work very, very closely with them, um, you know, for a while. And so, you know, it wasn't uh, a big shock to us. Um, 
And I think it's really smart that they did it, right? I mean, I think that, you know, for them, if they can use distribution as a way to get more people to come and pay for unlimited pro offerings, um, you know, I think it, it makes a lot of sense for them as a business. And I think that they, you know, I, th- I think what, you know, Carrie Trainer likes to say is that, you know, new CEO of SoundCloud is, you know, SoundCloud is where all artists start, right? The place mm-hmm. where all these artists start. And I think that, um, you know, they have a huge competitive advantage over more sort of at scale distribution services out there just because there's so many artists already starting and, you know, building their, their, you know, businesses on SoundCloud first. And, um, yeah, I think that it's super smart for them to get into it. Um, I didn't feel, you know, at the time too, you know, like it was too competitive of a move just because again, we kind of have our sweet spot in what I like to call the middle tier of music. Um, and, you know, some artists might find that, you know, distribution just through the SoundCloud distribution product is worth it, right? They're just looking to get into platforms and get accounted back to. But, you know, for us, that's that's not really the artists we're trying to work with, right? We're trying to work with artists who are at a certain level, have a revenue, ability to uh, create revenue, and then kind of work with them on saying, okay, what's the next step? How do we get there? How do we, how do we continue to be hands-on with you and a part of your team, you know, and market you and offer content protection so that you can get to that level, right? And so um, I think that kind of with where SoundCloud's distribution offering kind of is and the way, and I guess the place it launched in was sort of in a different kind of area of the market than we were. So, you know, while also complimentary. Um, so I kind of thought, yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't like sweating bullets or anything, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, what, just kind of a what, different, different kind of uh, side of the tail, if that makes sense. Yeah, man. Totally, man. Totally, man. So, what changes for like an artist that's on Repost Network now with this SoundCloud thing? If anything, does anything change if you're an artist that signed up with Repost Network? Yeah. So uh, not immediately. So you know, with. <laughs> To be completely honest, in these types of scenarios, um, you know, when a company acquires another company, it you know it takes a little bit of time, right? It takes a little bit of time for you know us to figure out how we're going to work within them and how they're going to work within us and um, start integrating, right? And that's a huge part of you know what I'm about to be spending my time doing. But I can say that you know based off of the conversations that we have been having. Um, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully there will be you know advanced um, you know marketing opportunities on top of SoundCloud. Um, you know potentially discussions around bringing back certain features that you know people used to like. Um, you know in, enhanced support, right? So obviously by us being a part of SoundCloud, if there are issues that are having on SoundCloud, we can get those fixed and and worked with a little bit more quickly. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just more and more access all around to, to the platform for our clients. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think ultimately while I can't at this point in time, say specifically what will change, um, you know, we've been listening to our content creators. We've been listening to the artists and labels who we work with. We've been listening to them about what they'd like to see change at SoundCloud and what, you know, they'd like to see us get better at with SoundCloud, you know, things like faster monetization or, you know, better content protection, um, you know, and those are all things we're about to tackle. And I think it's going to, you know, build a much um, better ecosystem for what I like to consider the higher performing artists of SoundCloud um, as it relates to interfacing and interacting with the platform. So, hmm. so yeah, it's all very exciting. 
Yeah, man. I mean, it sounds exciting, man. I mean, uh, I just had an artist recently, you know, uh, joined SoundCloud monetization, you know, and the thing that I saw when I looked into the back end was just like, uh, where do you see royalty reports? <laughs> you know, I was like, yo, where sure. is any of that information at? So it will, is Repost Network going to be helping them out with that now? Um, not specifically that. So SoundCloud uh, has had, uh, they have their own royalties team and their own process for submitting royalty reports and, you know, paying out clients. They've been doing it for over two years. Uh, so, you know, there's no immediate plan for us to like, take that over and have all payments run through repost or anything like that. Um, no, definitely not. But certainly the artists who do work with us and are used to working with us and, you know, our payment schedule and our, you know, seeing our statements and our month over month earnings and earnings data. I mean, that, that won't change. It'll only get better on the SoundCloud side. Great, man. Great. Yep. man. I mean, yep. okay. Now, as far as I know, right. With digital, digital distributors, right and uh, stores and streaming platforms like SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple and all of this stuff, right? You guys negotiate like a royalty rate, right? Or a, a royalty split, right? On the money that comes in, like the percentage of revenue that you're supposed to collect on behalf of your sure. artists, right? Yep. Okay. Now, when a company like SoundCloud acquires a company like Repost Network, how does those negotiations now take place? Do they like clone you and sit you across the table from yourself? And then you like have to kind of <laughs> like, you know, like how does those negotiations work out now? You mean with regards to our royalty rate and SoundCloud's royalty rate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how do you yeah. negotiate what you get from them? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. So Repost... You know, and I, I hope you can respect I can't get into the specifics of our deal. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, keep in mind, we have been working with SoundCloud on monetization from the very beginning. So we already have our own deal, which is in place. Um, you know, whether or not we choose to continue on with that deal, um, you know, time will tell. Uh, but, you know, there's certainly a term left on it. And, uh, you know, moving forward as of now, there's going to be no distinct changes to the way in which, you know, our rate with SoundCloud, you know, is, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, I mean, it is. But time, but time will tell. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the, the, the breadth of this entire partnership between us and them is to just make a better ecosystem for artists and to help them, you know, get to the point in which, you know, maybe you're an artist who's offsetting, you know, your income with your royalties, you know, working with artists to get to the point in which, you know, they can make this their full-time job, right? Like, that's the dream, like, how do you make artists make a living through their audiences online, right? And so, um, you know, I'm very gung-ho on always, 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 you know, kind of thinking about, like, how do you how do you run a business in which, like, you know, all the artists you work with were able to approve of every penny that was spent, right? Like, we want to make a better ecosystem for artists, and we're going to keep that in mind. And, um, you know, the, the plan is to not, like, you know, create a, a, a worse revenue rate or experience with, with artists at all. That, that it, it, it couldn't be further from that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. expect it, man. I mean, you still got to serve the clientele, you know? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if anything, like, if anything, like if we can create a 
a better rate than anyone else that, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but that could be, you know, that, that could be something that I'm sure artists would really appreciate. Right. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, yeah. a lot of times artists don't keep their they eye on that type of stuff, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Super important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times artists don't know the, what the hell they're getting paid from the industry. I mean, you remember when I, I had I had tweeted something out about that, you know, where I was like, basically, you know, some at basic. I was looking at it from the standpoint that like, okay, well, uh, you know, that they negotiate the rate, but we never hear anything about when digital distributors are in negotiations like you don't hear when the CD Baby's contract is up and they're renegotiating for a new contract. Right. You know, we only right. see when Sony or 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 one of the majors when Warner's contract is up, it's all over the place. It's like, well, new con Sony's negotiating a new rate with Spotify. Who's gonna win in this war between Spotify yeah. and Sony or whatever or Warner or whatever? But the the DSPs has pretty much been able to uh operate in secrecy to some extent nobody knows you know right right yeah but yeah man at the end of the day it's all good man i mean now i would ask you this too like what do you say is kind of like the best practices for artists to kind of get the most out of SoundCloud activity. Because one thing I can say about SoundCloud, and this is even from when I run campaigns, you know, that are targeted to get people to Spotify, you still get people, a lot of people that go to SoundCloud and then people start playlisting and reposting and the songs take on a life of their own on SoundCloud. So once those things start happening, is there anything that an artist can do to kind of get more out of it? Sure. So to kind of ask your question back to you, so you're saying if a song starts to do well on SoundCloud, you're starting to see some some buzz, get you know more plays than you're expecting. How do you get the most value out of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I mean, the first thing is making sure that all your music, I would say, is on all other platforms, right? <laughs> so, you know, if the song's doing well, I mean, we see this all the time. It's like you have a song go up on SoundCloud and it's like, well, where is it on Spotify? Where is it on Apple? Right. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, I don't I don't I don't really care. Right. Um, another thing that's really strong is the connection between SoundCloud and YouTube as well. So certainly in the electronic dance music space, somewhat of the hip hop rap space, um, you know, songs will get ripped off from SoundCloud and put into videos on YouTube. So um, I'm sure you've done a video or two on YouTube content ID. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> so you want to definitely make sure you're working with someone on that front um, to make sure that you're collecting all of the, uh, you know, royalties that you humanly can. Then another thing is follow for download gates. So I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but a follow for download gate is a custom link you can use to give away a piece of content for free in exchange for like a free download in exchange for say a follow on SoundCloud or a follow on Spotify, right? So you might think about making a remix of the song or, you know, giving out the stems or, you know, giving away some piece of audio content that's somehow linked to that high performing song and offering it for free. And SoundCloud actually offers a, like a, a download button, which you can input the link into. Mm -hmm. um, so you can actually drive your traffic to that link 
get people to download that song or, you know, another version of the song for free. And that will translate into followers on, you know, say Spotify or SoundCloud or, or, or you name it. Um, another thing as well, uh, certainly if your song is doing well and, you know, I'm just sort of spitballing here at this point, um, is, you know, usually when a song's doing well, if you're working with the right distributor, um, and you have a good enough relationship, you can let them know, right? And sometimes, you know, if something's doing really well on one platform and it's, say, let's say it's doing well on SoundCloud, we can bring that to, to a Spotify or an Apple and say, hey, look at this awesome growth, right? And, you know, this artist is going on tour and you know, maybe there's a whole story around that, right? And that can help us to get more features in other platforms as well. Uh, and then, geez, yeah, another thing, I think those, that's actually all pretty good ways of doing it another thing also is to make sure that if your song is getting ripped off on soundcloud quite a bit so let's say the song's doing really well and you have all these imposter channels or just you know uploading it and trying to get your plays from you it's really really important to make sure that you know all the plays are going to the centralized monetized source and so we have a tool for that it's a it's a takedown tool which i referenced earlier on this call um, where you can literally input all the, the track URLs that are um, ripoffs of your music, and then our content operations team will take it down. Um, and that makes sure that all the audience and all the plays are going to you, and it's not getting segmented, and you're going to, you know, 13-year-old kid who doesn't know that they shouldn't be ripping your music off and uploading it to their page, right? Hey, um, man. I mean, so, I've yeah. seen a trend lately, man, of... Not only people just uploading other people's songs, you know, where they just say, okay, well, like sometimes they'll slow it down slightly or speed oh, it yeah. up slightly and upload it, you know, but also mm -hmm. people just straight uh, recording the songs. Like, um, I don't know if you remember, but it was an old song from Puffy and the the uh disgraced singer R. Kelly, right? Um yeah. what was the name of it? Um uh, <laughs> yeah. uh man, uh what was that name of that song, man? Uh something uh, about I I I want to treat you better. I forgot the name of it. But anyway, man, it came up in Spotify and it was not R. Kelly <laughs> and it was not Puffy, but it was yeah. the same beat, same lyrics, horrible singing horrible vocal performance from the rapper, whoever he was. But yeah. because the metadata says Puffy and R. Kelly and has the original song title and everything like that, it's coming up in the artist radio stations. It's coming up right. in those playlists, all of that stuff. So whoever it is, they probably, you know, making some money from that off of basically manipulating the system. So oh, I don't yeah. know if uh, your uh, content ID thing would pick up something like that. Would it be able to? Yeah, so we're dealing with that type of stuff all the time. I mean, usually it's our artists submit, that, submit it to us um, and be like, hey, this person ripped me off. Like, we need to take this down. And we're like, sure, let's do it, right? And we'll file a report with, you know, all the DSPs. Um, but yeah, I cannot tell you how many people come to us who are artists who say, you know, oh, I, I only released this song on YouTube and then it did well. And then someone else used, you know, TuneCore or CD Baby, you know, some other kind of at scale massive distributor to just kind of put it everywhere else, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's up there for months and it's generating <laughs> revenue and, and, you know what I mean? Like millions and millions of plays and it's just, you know, and, and then, yeah, it's just like the saddest thing to see. So, um, yeah, I mean, for us, um, we have kind of have built some back end tools on top of like Spotify and 
you know, a couple other platforms where if we notice like any duplicates of our existing releases that have gone up, you know, we can identify that and kind of like do a little bit of detective work and just make sure that the content is, you know, the, you know, protected, um, on UGC platforms like YouTube and SoundCloud, they have their own type of content ID systems, which we patch into, um, and are scanning pretty regularly. So, and those are pretty good. Like even if someone slows it down or speeds it up or chops it up a bit, like, you know, usually we're able to detect it. Um, but yeah, it, to, to answer your question, it's, it's kind of platform by platform. It's kind of dependent on how open it is, you know, what you can access from an API standpoint, what you can build on top of it. And, um, but yeah, it's super important. I mean, it, it's funny. It's like, it's the least sexiest part about music, right? Is content protection, but it's where all the money gets made, right? Like it's, 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 pretty wild how much money just slips through the cracks for from situations like you know you had just mentioned um with r kelly um but yeah we're, we we've we've built some kind of back-end tools to just you know make sure that when artists are with us and they're distributing they're you know not you know that's not happening or we can at least reach out to them and say like hey you know did you know this was happening are you cool with this you know <laughs> um and more times than not it's you know they they had no idea but yeah yeah, and I know that's yeah. a, like a a real touchy topic, you know, uh the content ID thing, man, with sure. basically everybody that gets crazy about getting their videos claimed. Like I already sure. know once this video goes up, there's going to be mad comments where people are going to be like, "F repost network, they claimed yep. my video. My video only had my original music in it and all of this type of stuff, man, you know? And that's something that I see that's common, right? It's like yep. I don't think I don't think you're a a a a, a, a digital distributor worth mentioning if there's not somebody calling you a scam or yeah, or, yeah. or complaining about it. you. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Is you know the notion of copyright and you know how all these things work. Um, you know, not everyone's on the same page, right? And it's confusing. And there's lots of different schools of thoughts around fair use and you know um, you know topics like that. And so yeah, I mean you know that's kind of what we do, right? Like we in some cases assume the bad guy on behalf of the client. Um, and yeah, you probably will get a lot of, uh, negative comments. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I don't care. But, I mean, it yeah, is what it is. It, it I is mean, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, guys got to understand, you know, it's the same thing. I tell them when they comment, sometimes if I feel like replying, I'll let them know I'm saying you at the end of the day, it's not the, the digital, the digital, uh, distributor that is the one that's just randomly claiming your video with somebody that has them working on their behalf. So your issue yeah. really is with your, with the other artists. You know, if you feel like that's your original song, find out who the artist is or, you know, and be like, Get hey, well, yeah. and yeah. work it out, you know? And yep. that a lot of times surfaces the fact that, you know, whatever claims they make in an illegitimate because they don't want to take that step. They just are basically almost running a low level smear campaign for the distributor, you know, cause they're upset that they didn't get that. They didn't get to get away with something. Right. Right. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent. Right. And I mean, you know, we have tools in place too. I mean, you know, we, we kick people out all the time, right? Like if we find out they've used a beat that, you know, they said was theirs and it in fact wasn't, it's like, you know, we, we kick them out, you know, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be vigilant with this kind of stuff. 
Yeah, because I'm. Yeah, you know, in a lot of in most cases, artists, you know, these YouTubers who upload their music, it's like you know they're not in the right, you know, ninety nine point nine percent out of ten. But in the, you know, the few times in which you know, not every artist is perfect, and not every artist is ethical too. Um, you know, you I, I think that's what makes a good distributor, right? Is knowing when to say, look, like you shouldn't have done that. You're out, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna try and set this straight, right? Um, yeah, yeah, so, which is yeah, the story have... that you probably don't hear too much about. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, you hear about stuff like that from, you know, some people that got kicked out, right? Where they complaining and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> real, real quick, man. Yeah. Just touch on the impact of stuff like that. Like the, from the, the people who abuse content ID where they upload other people's music and claim that it's theirs and have a company like Vpost claiming stuff that they shouldn't be claiming because it does belong to somebody else. And even extending that to like the fake streams where they go and they buy a bunch of fake streams or, you know, they, they do the, the, uh, the playlist thing where they, they put a bunch of songs on the playlist and everybody streams it 24 seven or they mm -hmm, have bots. Mm -hmm. Like what's the impact of, of that type of activity on V post network? You know, uh, how does that kind of like, uh, impact your relationship with a streaming platform from a SoundCloud to a Spotify or whoever, like what, yeah. what is the overall ramifications of those types of activities? Sure. So, um, no, that's a great question. So every platform, um, has a way to process and notify distributors and artists around, uh, infringements. Right. So, um, you know, anyone can Google like, you know, Spotify takedown and find the form, you know, that you as just, you know, Joe Schmo or whoever can, um, you know, submit a copyright complaint and the content will come off of Spotify usually, right? And there are processes in place that, you know, each DSP, whether you're Deezer or Spotify or mm -hmm. Angami in the Arab world, right? Like, you know, as obscure as you are, there are processes that they put in place to towards distributors, right? To get these situations, you know, fixed and um, otherwise sorted out, right? So usually, what'll happen is if someone issues a DMCA takedown notice saying like, "Oh, this person stole my song; they shouldn't have," um, it creates a dispute. Um, in YouTube content, they actually have an interface where you can like see what's been submitted um, as a copyright dispute, and we can approve or reject it. Um, some other platforms, right? It's it's it's, an, it's literally through an email, right? It's like a person you know, at the platform who emails you and says, Hey, you know, we, we got a report saying that, you know, you shouldn't have distributed this and your artist is in the wrong. Right. And then our team, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at it. We'll reach out to the artist or client. We'll try and figure out what the issue is. And if, you know, they're, if, if the DSP is incorrect, you know, we'll go back and sort it out. And sometimes we'll win some of those cases on behalf of our clients. And if the artist is, you know, there's been, abnormal streaming activity or it's a copyright issue, um, then yeah, we'll, you know, kick them out and then reach out to the person who filed the claim and, you know, try and get it all sorted out, you know? Um, but ultimately in the, at the end of the day, the liability falls upon the artist who's distributing the content, right? Like you shouldn't be distributing content you don't own and you shouldn't be botting plays and things like that. And, you know, the, the best answer I can give you is that, you know, Music platforms, you know, 
they, they see this a lot more than we do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, cause they have to work with every distributor. Um, so, you know, they have their process in play pro- processes in play, which, you know, we, you know, adhere to. And, um, you know, we just try and work with them as the best partner we humanly can be to, you know, when these issues come up to make sure that, you know, they're resolved quickly and, um, you know, every, everything's, you know, sorted accordingly. Cool, man. So and then it kind really... of, and then it kind of, oh, go ahead. No, 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 get, get finished, man. Oh, no, and then it's kind of on us if, if you know, if, if we want to continue working with that person or not, right, based on the exposure, so. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, so it's not something that uh, V-Post Network deals with a lot, right? Like, you don't see that no. happen, you know, too often, you know? No, but it's because it's cause we're selective about who we work with, right? Um, and there are, like, lots of competitors that, you know, you're familiar with who have lost their deals with DSPs over this, right? Because they scaled too quickly. They just took anyone, anyone and everyone distributed everything into Spotify or YouTube, and it was a total, you know, disaster. And so... Um, yeah, since we are selective about who we work with, we have a, you know, we actually have a automated review process that um, actually any song that gets submitted for monetization on SoundCloud or, you know, distributed into Spotify, we actually run across, we do an audio fingerprinting and run it ag- against a database to make sure there aren't any uncleared samples. If the sam- if the, we do find samples, it's flagged and then we reach out to the client and we confirm that they have the license to use it or if they don't, you know, we we reject it. And so we have a, you know, for us, we've built a lot of hooks in place to just be good players within the space. Um, you know, that said, no one's perfect, but, um, you know, I think, I like to think that since we are a very, I like to say we're a tech team in music, we're a tech company in music, not a music company in music, right? Um, we've built a lot of hooks in place to just make sure that, you know, we're the best partners possible with, with these platforms. So, yeah. So man, you've answered all my questions, man. I hope, you know, everybody out there got a lot of information, man, from this discussion, bro. Um, I'm looking forward to see what you guys do, man, and what Thanks. this this uh, SoundCloud partnership kind of materializes into. You know, um, if there's any last words, you know, you got, brother, uh, let it be heard. Um, I mean, yeah, closing words. All I would say is, yeah, if you're an artist and you're, you know, you've been listening to this to the very end, I hope it was valuable, and um, I can't promise the importance of just making sure your music is everywhere um if you're at that point in your career you're deciding do i go with a label do i continue to distribute independently you know ask lots of questions and make sure that whoever you work with you have a you know point of contact you can reach out to at any time who will make sure that your best interests are aligned be it at the distributor or at the label and um yeah, I mean, I think I think that's mostly it. You can find us at you know repostnetwork.com if you'd like to apply. And um, yeah, I appreciate your time, man. You you'll always be a friend to repost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good to know, man. That's yeah. good to know, man. So yeah. thank you, Jeff, man, for ch- clocking in, man, and lending your voice, brother. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, y'all. This is Gif signing off. Pay us no mind. Peace, good people. One.